Welcome to the North Hills podcast, where we take a deeper dive into unique content created just for you. As always, I'm with Carissa. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you? So I'm pretty excited about today. I know you're excited about today's episode. Why don't you set us up? Tell us where we're going. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, today we get to sit down and talk with the three different worship leaders that we have here at church and kind of get to explore um, their roles and how they get to serve us. And I'm really excited about learning more about each of them and their stories and also how we as a church can pray for and support them and um, help them as they minister and encourage us. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode. We're going to kind of be working all uh, three of these staff positions, these leaders, worship leaders through. Uh, So it's going to be pretty fast paced. So hang with us today. We want you to just know a little bit more about each of these people that you might see each week at either campus. And we are going to begin with one Mr. Brian Gilbert. Hey, man. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Pretty good. Good. Well, we're just excited that you're here. Um, So, you know, Brian um, is on staff full time. He is the director of worship here. Um, So I want to get stuff that some information about your background that people might know, like where you grew up. Greenville, South Carolina. So you're a local. I'm a local. Uh, That doesn't happen very often around here. Um, Even jumping in time, people might be interested. uh, Did you go to college? Yeah, I went to North Greenville University. What'd you study? What didn't I study? (laughs) I I changed my major so many times. I landed, the roulette wheel landed on accounting. (laughs) Had no no desire to actually do accounting, but you know, got that degree. (laughs) Which you sound really happy about. Well, um, I do. That's interesting, though. You have a, a mathematical brain and kind of the artistic mm. brain. That's pretty cool. Um, so, what is life like for you right now outside of your role? Yeah. Just what are you excited about? What do you do? I I'm learning Russian. That's a fun thing. Whoa! Yeah. What's the motivation for that? Yeah, of all languages. Uh, well, well, North Hills was connected to the Belarusian kids forever ago. Yeah. And then we got connected to Sergey and their whole church in Minsk recently. And I've gone over there the last two summers. Awesome. So now it's more just motivated. Like, I just want to talk to them. That's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, we kind of, uh, so that's just a little bit of a fun background. I think Chris is going to take us through a little bit down the funnel into, um, your life in music. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of got started into music? Yeah. My parents made me take piano lessons. (laughs) Same. Yeah. (laughs) 11 years. (laughs) Wow. I don't think I went that long. Um, but then I did like school band, but it was when I was about 13, I got a guitar for Christmas Mm -hmm. and that's when music became mine. Like I owned it and started learning Stephen Curtis Chapman had his greatest hit songbook. I don't know why he was my guy, but that's when I learned music on. So I think something that um, really interests me is how many musical instruments do you play? Because I feel like I can't keep track of all the many instruments that happen on stage. I mean, like piano and guitar, I can... They're good. And like we've I can seen saxophone lately. Yeah, like I can break it. I can break it out at a middle school band <laughs> level, <laughs> you know, enough that it's not squealing out of tune entirely. Um, but you know, any fretted stringed instrument, I can get by on. It's a good word. I've got okay rhythm, so I can get by <laughs> on some rhythmic stuff too. That's cool. So, can you tell us a little bit about how music has, um, like, impacted or shaped your spiritual life, or what kind of role music plays specifically for you spiritually? Yeah, I mean, there have been moments throughout the years in worship services, sometimes where I'm involved in leading, sometimes where I'm just present, where 
um, God's goodness is something that I experience in in a musical setting. It's like with art and creativity. It's the beauty of who he is gets communicated um, in an experience of like, wow, he's really beautiful. And so music plays a really cool part in that. Um, and then just, I think lately joy has been a cool thing where I hadn't experienced that much before, but playing music with other people, um, especially mm. in the context of like leading other people in worship, but um, just the what a gift it is to hear how those sounds can play together and how the rhythms come together. There's some kind of gratitude thing that's just like, how is this real? How do we get to do this? And the, how those sounds came together is so freaking cool. Um, and that, that is connected. I think it just helps me see God's joy and his goodness in a way that, um, I don't know, means a lot to me. I love that kind of community a- aspect of mm-hmm. sharing a moment what I appreciate about it is it, it reminds us in a good way how weird music is. Yeah. Like somebody figured out how to put a piece of wood onto <laughs> brass with keys. And if you do it correctly, you yeah. get this neat tone. And you're saying that experience alone, that little worship alone with other people is a joy bringer. Oh, man. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about what uh, music looks like maybe for you on in your daily life on a day-to-day basis? I barely listen to music at all lately <laughs> just because I'm trying to get away from noise. <laughs> I'm really valuing silence a lot lately. There have been times where like I'll play the piano or guitar and just like sing a psalm or a prayer or something like that or just kind of like play out a prayer of like thank you or help or whatever it is just instrumentally. Um, but yeah, lately it's just, I'm really, really valuing not having music around a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like, um, composing your own music has been an outlet for you? Um, like spiritually or emotionally or. Yeah, I think so. I think that's still a world I'm just kind of scratching the surface of and I want to dive in. I think there's a ton of potential for that to be an outlet that's pretty powerful, but Yeah, yeah, I think that's really neat. That's obviously not something that most of us can quite relate to not with that attitude <laughs> i don't think anybody wants to hear anything i could try to compose <laughs> that, that, that's probably not my gift set either so like in a in a this is such a big question but as as best you can i'm curious um if you're meeting somebody after a service and, and they were to say hey wh- what's exciting for you right now about corporate worship mm-hmm. here in this family like, like how would you answer them I think the stirring hunger for prayer and to interact with God himself um, more than just getting through a service um, and doing the songs, I think that's kind of what's exciting to me. There's something brewing there um, and just prayer getting more baked into kind of the DNA of how we plan and work and think about what we're doing. And that's exciting to me. It feels like. Ooh, that's a lot. Before I was excited about making things not boring. Like that was my goal was just let's make music that where congregants and the people playing it are not bored. But that's a really low bar. I feel like you can hit that and be like, okay, now what? <laughs> and um, so I think if we are um, doing the best we can to paint a picture of how good God is and help us interact with him, we're not going to be bored. It's kind of a side effect. So. And even that's a very high view of prayer itself. Yeah. It's not dissecting prayer into a moment. It's 
let's create more moments of prayer that may include music, that may include lyrics, that may include what people traditionally think of as prayer, a direct address to God, but kind of encompassing all of that. I think it's really encouraging too for for my heart to hear you as a leader be excited about an area outside of an instrument or a mm. vocal. So I, I'm really appreciative of that. I'm sure many are as well. I'm excited about instruments and vocals too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, <laughs> we're aware. We, we're actually playing with iPads and iPhones in, as the instruments at Northwest this coming Sunday. So. Huh. Oh, that, that'll be great. Really sure. Cool. <laughs> An iPad man. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to thank you kind of on behalf of the church, the people that will be listening to this for what you give to us, the leadership, you know, you've been in uh, for about six months now since our transition and I'm very thankful. And we get to even meet more people, more of our leaders um, (laughs) who are part of this. So we're going to transition now and talk to another one of our leaders. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, Brian. Uh, Everybody really excited for you to meet another member of our team. Uh, Jenny Dunster is also with us. And Jenny uh, serves. Um, so Brian is um, full time on staff. Jenny serves in what we call around here a stipend role. So it's a particular role um, each week, and it's worship leadership, helping behind the scenes with worship. Um, she's also been in for six months since uh, we transitioned in leadership, and kind of the same with Brian. I I, I have a couple of things I want to know about you. I think people are always interested in kind of where you grew up. So where are you from? Middle of nowhere, Amish country, Ohio. Oh, nice. Yeah. How long have you been in Greenville? We moved here in 2007. Okay. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, your family. So my husband Cole and I have been married for 14 years, and um, he's a drummer at North Hills, so he's often behind me when I'm leading, which is awesome. We love that. Um, And then we have four kids, Cameron, who's nine, Harrison is seven, Zoe will be five on Friday, and Liam is two. Happy birthday, Zoe, if you end up listening to this. (laughs) Um, I I have the uh, pleasure of having known uh, Cole and Jenny for a while and know their kids. They're great kids. Um, I think for the encouragement of some of the people listening, um, we talked about this earlier that you would be willing to share. just to help people, why don't you talk a little bit about um, uh, Liam and what God's taking your family through with Liam? Yeah, so when he was born, we knew right away that um, he had something called metopic craniosynostosis. Mm. I had never heard of that before, but um, some of the bones in his forehead were fused. And so we knew we were going to need a pretty big cranial surgery so that his brain could grow. Um, we ended up having that in Philadelphia a little over a year ago and he's doing wow. great. Um, and we found out when he was six weeks old that he also has Down syndrome. And so um, that was, we were surprised, I guess. But he, those are just two parts of his story. Um, he's silly, loud, um, vocal. He gets into trouble just like all our other kids. <laughs> so he's a good addition to our family and he's awesome. He is awesome. He's a fun kid. I, oh, God, I, meet him. I love seeing all of your kids together because um, sometimes when you guys are both serving, all of your kids come with you to rehearsal or warm up in the morning. And I've gotten to um, hang out with them and see them interact. It's great to see them all together. I'm a particular friend of Zoe's, I think. She and I are buddies. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But 
uh, I, I think it's always helpful for people to know a little bit about who their leaders are. Like that part of your story, I wonder if people even know, oh, mm. she's married and has kids and operates that entire life. You homeschool too, I mm-hmm. think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you have plenty of spare time. Oh, yeah. To lead, <laughs> yeah. To lead a worship. So why don't we hear kind of the same thing? Chrissy, you want to ask her some yeah. things about music? and. So how did you get into music? It's just always been in my life. My parents always exposed us to music when we were little. My dad sang with his brothers when I was little. We sang as a family when I was a little older. It's just always been around. There were always instruments at our house. And so it was just something that kind of naturally fell into. Mm -hmm. So how many instruments do you play? Well, I feel like I don't play any of them super (laughs) proficiently, but on a regular basis, I play guitar, violin, piano, and mandolin. Just just four. Yeah. No big deal. I still enjoy that time you threw in down some percussion too, as a percussion player. I love that you play percussion that yeah. one day too. That's pretty awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about for you, what um, impact music has had in your spiritual life or what that looks like um, for you on a daily basis? Um, I think that on a daily basis, there are little snippets of scripture that I'm reading that will come out in a melody and it it carries Mm -hmm. through the day in terms of worship here at church. Honestly, I think recently I've been more convicted by songs. Um, just, I need to work on this in my heart. I need to draw closer Mm -hmm. to Jesus. I need to find joy. I know you have joy already, but just, you know, in incorporating it into my life and, um, yeah, that's kind of it. That's plenty. Yeah. yeah. And I think it. what encourages me about that is as a leader, you're, you're modeling, reacting to music that you're even leading. You, you have to do that in preaching, too. If you don't yeah. preach to yourself first, it's going to ring empty. If you don't listen to the music that you're trying to get other people to be affected by, if you don't let it affect you first, it's going to be empty as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have another question? Oh, no, no it's I'm still good. my turn. I'll stop talking. <laughs> Sorry. You know, we're just so well coordinated. Um, so I guess like the next question is kind of what um, does like composing, like kind of like I asked Brian earlier, like what does that look like for you? Because um, I think for the average person, um, maybe I'm not so average, but, but for most of us like me, um, that just seems like an impossible task. And doing that like enjoyably or for fun or, you know, even as part of worship or part of like my spiritual life just seems so out of reach. So I think I'd love to know kind of what that looks like for you. I haven't done a lot of composing on my own. I've written a few songs from Psalms that I just, um, I bring up every now and then, but I haven't really written a lot. I'm hoping to kind of develop that skill as we go on with this, this process, but yeah. And that, we've been trying, we've been building that team here. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exciting that there's a, a group of people learning that process together. Mm-hmm. Um, so after a service, someone comes up to you, you've been leading worship for six months and they say, Hey, wh- what are you excited about right now with us as a family, the way we worship? What would you say? I would say that the energy and the excitement that's kind of grown over the last six months is really exciting. God's doing something big and that's really exciting to watch. And it's also exciting to see how we're kind of incorporating everybody a little bit more together 
within the services, the, the people on stage, the people running sound and slides, and even the video, and um, just, just getting to learn who everybody is and what they're doing and uh, developing relationships together. It's really exciting. Yeah. We are, we are, I think that's great for our listeners to know that, um, worship arts, as we call it, mm. this team of people here does include people who are up on stage, but also behind the scenes, people that are making sure you hear what's being said mm-hmm. on stage, mm-hmm. um, video pro presenter so that you can actually sing the correct words on that song at the right time, the streaming over for us at the Northwest campus. Mm-hmm. So it is a large team and we're really thankful Jenny for the leadership you bring yeah and your part in it. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you for yeah using your skills to serve us. So we're going to move and let introduce you to the final member of our worship arts team. So I want to introduce everybody to Quinn Varnado. Hey, man. Hi. Hey. How's it going? Very good. This is um, so exciting for me. I, I'm so passionate about what you guys have brought to the table mm-hmm. over the past six months um, and your part in it, especially um, in these past six months. So uh, again, so we can just get to know little small facts about you, a little bit more about who you are. Um, Where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, northern Kentucky, really close mm-hmm. to Cincinnati, and um, came down here uh, for college. Where, so, where'd you go to college? North Greenville University, just oh. like Brian. Just yep. down the road. Mm-hmm. What did you study there? Marketing. Huh. Oh, yeah. All right. So accounting and marketing and musicians and two of hmm. our uh, people that lead. So what are you doing in life right now? You are here kind of similar to Jenny in a stipend position. It's not really even kind of a part-time role or let alone a full-time role. So what do you do in life? What's going on in your life right now? I, uh, for the first time, went out and got a full-time job. That's exciting um, because I just graduated in May and um, I help to sell private airplanes. Um, Nice. So it's it's really fun. Whole new world. Not where I thought I'd be um, in life, but it's a great place to be. Um, So just learning what the business world is like, what adult life is like being completely (laughs) on your own. Um, Yeah, because like I said, I just graduated in May. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Congratulations. Thanks. Multiple transitions, then graduating, getting a full-time job, yep. kind of setting on, on your own, stepping into this role, yep. um, leading worship. So you've been around North Hills then f- more than just the past six months, but kind of how did, wh- how did you get to North Hills? So I love North Hills. Um, my aunt and uncle attend here with their kids, my cousins, and um, they've been attending here for for years. And whenever we come down to visit them from Kentucky, we'd come here. And then when I decided to go to North Greenville, I was like, well, I'm for sure going to go to North Hills. However, I was on a traveling worship team that was gone each weekend. So I was never able to attend. So the times I did attend were just like here and there, um, or I was back home for the weekend. So I've been in Greenville for four years, and I've been a part of North Hills kind of because I went to life group and stuff for a few years. The college life group. Yeah, the college mm-hmm. life group. Yep. Right. And then um, finally, once I was once I finished um, the, the worship ministry, I was able to attend. A, a one, I was always going to church, but now I can attend a church consistently the same mm-hmm. one each week. So it's That's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. So same questions for the others. How did you get into music? It was forced upon me. <laughs> yeah, I I... I did not like music. I did not like. Huh. I did not like playing piano. And it was because I didn't. I always had to play what I read, 
And as a little kid, and even now, I don't actually read English well. So four lines, uh, like moving across and Hmm. having to translate that was terrible. But then about like probably seventh, eighth grade, uh, come now is the time to worship was the first song ever played by ear. And from then on, it was just like, I love it. I'm just going to play whatever's in my head. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. So do you feel like even now you still play more by ear than by reading music? By oh, yeah. I think I've declined in reading music. <laughs> I actually can barely do it. That's interesting. Yeah. So um, everything's pretty much by ear. So how many instruments do you play? Um, I play piano, guitar, uh, drums mainly. Um, but I could... I could Strangely enough, I can play middle school level saxophone as well. <laughs> oh, I see a duet coming. Yes. Oh, oh, it's yes. coming. And it's, I think it's in the works. Epic. Yeah. Wink, wink. I think yeah. we got some things working on. My um, ownership. I could play ukulele <laughs> fine enough. Um, I could play a banjo like a guitar player plays a banjo. Um, but other than that. Really cool. Pretty much, pretty much hmm. normal stuff. So can you tell us a little bit about what music looks like specifically for you in um, day-to-day life and um, how it shaped or impacted your spiritual life? Wow. (laughs) Um, So music is a huge part of my life because it's such an outlet for me, but it's also a great way to like to have input. It's, it's kind of something flowing in and out of me because I love to compose, but I also love to listen to music. I think it's amazing that you can actually tell I, I think I like the storytelling part of music so for music for me everyday music is um inspiration um something that gets me in a creative mode but it's also a way to learn a way to like tell a better story I don't know if that answers your question super well but it's a real yeah. that's a it's a big part of my life yeah so story coming in story of God coming in story of beauty coming mm-hmm. in yes um and then you trying to mimic that coming out in your own music. I think that that's a formative hmm. process. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm curious, um, this kind of same question that with Brian and Jenny, um, someone comes down, wants to talk to you after you've led at Northwest, say, and they're like, hey, what, what, what excites you? right now about worship as a family at North Hills? How would you answer? Oh, man, so many things, but mainly just like freedom. Like, and I say that in a very logistical way, not like a spiritual way, because this is the first church I've ever been a part of, and I've been leading worship since I've been in eighth grade, which really wasn't that long ago. But (laughs) I've been leading worship all different places, and um, I'm never allowed to do anything. I'm always like, Simple is better. Uh, don't like recreate a song. Just play it. Just do simple mm. things. But here, it's every everything that I've always wanted, kind of in a worship setting and planning, is there. Like we actually think about the words. Like that's important. You know, <laughs> it, it is important. And yeah. <laughs> you'd be amazed how many places I've been where the words are not important. The music's important, yeah. or the music's not important. The words are important. Or we like we have this this perfect mix of like really talented musicians. Yeah. And really talented leaders that I'm so grateful to be um, working with. And so if you ask me, what are you excited about? I'm like, I'd be excited about the fact that the opportunities are limitless. Hmm. Anything could happen. I love that. I I, I think there's an interesting progression of prayer 
energy and freedom Mm -hmm. from our three leaders. Now put those together into a corporate context and what, and what could, that's really powerful. Yeah. What, what could we get out of that in the future as community worshipers together? Um, I, I'm very excited about what you bring, not even in the sense of your talent though, that is there. But, um, when I speak with you, you're just so passionate about, helping God's people worship and mm. worshiping together. And this excitement, this freedom comes out every time that we talk. So very thankful for what you yeah. bring. Thankful for this entire team. Thankful for those of you who um, listen to us. I know we've tried to mm. work through a lot of information here quick. Hope you've hung in. Hope you've gotten to know these people a little bit better. Hope you'll be able to talk to them, yeah. um, encourage them, pray for them um, as they lead us. You know, Feel free, go up, meet them, talk to them after a service, bless them uh, for what they do. Uh, let me give a quick shout out about where we're going to be headed next time. Our next episode is going to be an Ask a Pastor We're going to sit down with uh, Peter Hubbard, Chris and I are, and we're going to ask the question, how should we think about theological differences? What do we do uh, with those areas where we have theological difference between people, especially considering today's um, culture Mm -hmm. of inclusion, where we we all have to agree with everybody? What do we do when we don't disagree? Mm -hmm. Um, Really excited about sitting down with Peter, creating a discussion around that topic to serve you, especially... uh, Uh, coming up into the holidays as we're with different people, different parts of our families, maybe in even different cultural settings um, here, uh, East Coast, West Coast, North, South, any of those areas where theology can differ. What do we do with that? So hopefully uh, you'll be with us next time. Thanks for listening. And hopefully next time we'll take a deep dive into unique content created just for you. Thanks. Thanks.